Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy, happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day, Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Day's here alongside Aaron McIntyre and Todd Erzin. Of course, we have a typical Wednesday show for you in these atypical times. Um, Daniel Horowitz will join us at the end of the program, uh, the prophet of woe and lamentation. And I, I would imagine he will have a few things to say, given what is currently happening. And we will play buy, sell, or hold as well. If you are in the Dallas area there in the DFW or thereabouts, I am coming your way next week, October 19th. I'm going to be speaking at the uh, the Vitae Foundation's Dallas Pro-Life Dinner. I'll be keynoting that event. If you want to get tickets, Vitae Foundation, V-I-T-A-E, V as in victory, I-T-A-E, foundation.org, uh, vitaefoundation.org. Uh, I'd love it if you guys came by, uh, said hello. Again, that's going to be on Thursday, the 19th, next week. I'll be down there in Dallas, which also means I'll be in Dallas a couple of days next week doing the show from there while you guys will be up here. We've got a, we've got a bit of a, a quirky schedule next week. Uh, we're going to have one day we're taking off, another day that we'll run one of our evergreens, and then a couple of days that I'll be down in uh, Dallas uh, for the Vitae Foundation's pro-life dinner there at vitaefoundation.org. Again, vitaefoundation.org. Just a couple of us are doing different bits of traveling next week. Uh, so we'll do our best to still bring you the exact same mediocrity that you are accustomed to on a daily basis. But if you're in the DFW and want to come by to this event and say hello, vitaefoundation.org is where you want to go. All right. Uh, I mentioned what's coming up on the show today. I also want to mention, I love when I get these kind of notes. Um, I just wanted to say, Steve, we are so glad to see Samaritan Ministries as one of your sponsors. Our family has been members with Samaritan since the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, became the law of the land. Um, The requirement to fund via our insurance uh, premiums, things that are just evil, was no longer an option for us. My wife actually started to organize our families and friends to plan and and build our own version of a healthcare sharing ministry. We did not know that health sharing ministries even existed, but soon found Samaritan, which had already perfected the process, just as we envisioned, directly sharing healthcare burdens with other like-minded people. Our family of six kids have been blessed with good health, and we were happy to support others via Samaritan, but earlier this year... We put the receiving end of Samaritan to the test when our daughter contracted Lyme carditis. Uh, that's a form of Lyme, Lyme or carditis. That's a form of Lyme disease which attacks the heart muscles, and it can cause your heart to stop. Praise God! Now she is fully recovered. The process of submitting our very significant medical bills to Samaritan was simple: reading the notes of support that accompanied our brethren's financial support to our family invigorated our faith in God and our fellow man. We cannot say enough good things about Samaritan Ministries. That's from Tim and Colleen Johnson. So thank you guys for that. And if you want to see if healthcare sharing is right for you, go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash Steve Dace. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash Steve Dace. And with that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. 
What happened while we were away brought to you by the two extremes. This is Colorado State Representative Tim Hernandez, who showed up to a pro-terrorism rally in the state of Colorado recently, celebrating the slaughter of Jews at the hands of Hamas in Israel. And I think it's despicable what they're protesting for and what you are protesting for. And the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer, and every I think anybody who watches would understand what your actual position is. On the other end of the spectrum, here's South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham on Fox News. Well, for every Israeli or American hostage executed uh, by Hamas, we should uh, take down an Iranian oil refinery. The only way you're going to keep this war from escalating is to hold Iran accountable. If you harm one American in Syria by using your Iranian militia against us in Syria, if you escalate the war by urging Hezbollah to attack Israel in the north, if Hamas kills one American Israeli hostage, we're going to blow up your oil refineries and put you out of business. It is now time to take the war to the Ayatollah's backyard. And then there's this. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis spent a full 15 minutes with enemy media yesterday talking to MSNBC's Morning Joe about what to do with Hamas and Iran. I think in the past, there may have been some people in Israel thought Hamas could be managed, but I also think that there was an impulse pushing against them taking care of Hamas once and for all because they would always come under international commendation. Uh, people would start attacking Israel. I mean, how many resolutions has the United Nations done attacking Israel over the years? So I think that there was that practical political consideration that maybe caused some Israeli leaders uh, to hold back. In terms of Iran, uh, look, this is personal for me in the sense of I served in Iraq back in 2007, 2008. We were in places like Fallujah and Ramadi, mostly Sunni Arab al-Qaeda fighters at the time. But most of the casualties U.S. troops were suffering were at the hands of Iranian-backed Shia militias. They killed hundreds of our troops in Iraq, probably over a thousand. Of course, they were responsible through Hezbollah for killing our Marines back in 1983 and the Beirut barracks bombing. So Iran has a lot of American blood on its hands. Look, I think that uh, Israel should be focused on uprooting Hamas uh, to make this a larger role. I think does have some risks, but I would say the United States should turn every screw so that Iran is not getting money flowing into its coffers, particularly with their oil. I think Biden's administration thought that there could be a reproachment here. They eased off on some of the sanctions. There's been a lot of discussion on the six billion. I think that was a mistake, but they've been getting a lot of money leading up to this. The Iranian regime, when they're funding terrorism, uh, it's not a necessarily a practical consideration. This is their religious and ideological worldview. This is why they exist as a government, and you're just not going to be able to have a peaceful situation with a government like that. So turn the screws on them financially, dry up their ability to fund terrorism. You know, that's something we should all be able to agree on. Donald Trump, your thoughts? Ron DeSanctimonious has the poll numbers of a wounded bird falling out of the sky. I'm up on him by 57 points and going higher. He's proven to be a terrible and inept candidate who even fought Social Security and Medicare. He will soon be out of money and dropping out of the race for president after having single-handedly got him elected governor with no thanks or glory. It has been a beautiful thing to watch. Good luck, Ron.
Meanwhile, in Congress, South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace, who voted against Speaker McCarthy in that motion to vacate, showed up to work wearing a bright letter A on her shirt. I'm wearing the scarlet letter after the week that I just had last week, being a woman up here and being demonized for my vote and for my voice. I'm here to let the rest of the world know and the country know I'm on the side of the people. I'm not on the side of the establishment. And I'm going to do the right thing every single time, no matter the consequences, because I don't answer to anybody in D.C. I don't answer anyone in Washington. I only answer to the people. And finally, gays for Palestine. Here's Blaze TV's Alex Stein. You guys are starting my timer, guys. You guys are trying to mess me up, Plano. All right, well, it's Primetime 99, Pimp on a Blimp. You guys know who I am. Uh, I'm here representing Gays for Palestine. My name is Primetime 99, Alex Stein. I'm the president of the Plano Gays for Palestine Facebook group. We're an organization representing the 2SL LGBTQI a plus community that stands with the persecuted Muslims who just want a jihad in peace. Just because they've thrown a few of my allies off of roofs in the past, that doesn't make them bad people. We must look past that because, you know, this is 2024. Palestine is changing. And just because gay people have had to run to Israel for protection in the past doesn't mean anything. We love that their women have very little rights. That's why they have such few traffic accidents. And seriously, us gays love hummus. So the more Hamas, the better. We just better not run out of non bread, LOL. And I want to end uh, my speech with a beautiful song I wrote for all the gays of Palestine and the rest of the world. It goes a little bit something like this. Gays for Palestine, but sex on my mind. And that's what happened while we were away. Should I say it? Is it smoked? What's that? Is it smoked? I'm going to think about whether I should say it. This is one time I'm actually <laughs> encouraging the pause. Normally Lindsay. I'm like, say it! Lindsey Graham wants a uh, smoked much. oil refinery. Yeah. Um, let's talk about our friends over at Eden Pure. Uh, because their thunderstorm air purifier can absolutely smoke the odors in your home, whether it's odors from cooking, cigarette smoke, litter boxes, trash cans, even that mildew stain from basements are absolutely no match for the thunderstorm air purifier that starts working in seconds because it's not an air freshener. It's an air purifier. It goes to work to destroy what is causing those odors in your home. And you'll never have to replace filters. It's filterless. So you'll nev never have to do that out of your own pocket or out of your own time. And right now, you can get their three-pack for whole home protection for under 200 bucks when you go to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. And then use the discount code Steve, and you'll also get free shipping. Free shipping in all three units for under 200 bucks at EdenPureDeals.com if you use the discount code Steve. The world is going to hell. And we have what polls are telling us is the uh, is the it's already over Republican frontrunner tweeting about trolling his primary opponents and tweeting memes about the boots they're wearing. Nancy Mace wearing a scarlet letter representing allegedly red state South Carolina. And then you, I don't know if you did this procession on purpose yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say it i decided um in case you were wondering um yeah, i don't know if you did this procession on purpose but alex stein's crude yet brilliant 
parody. That, that entire bit, I tweeted it out earlier today, at Steve Day Show on Twitter. It's very crude, but it's, it's so right on the money. Yeah, Rashida Tlaib is the one. She's got both the Palestinian and the uh, trans flag Correct. right in her hallway. The, the, those things absolutely all belong together. And the only difference is Alex knows that what he's doing is ridiculous. And he's doing it for that reason. He is illustrating, he, he, is, he, has, he is perfecting, albeit to degrees I'm not comfortable going to, but he is perfecting the classic Rush Limbaugh line of illustrating absurdity by being absurd. I mean, you are continuing to see the fracturing of the American worldview. Uh, I mean, we are just a busted psyche at this point, right and left. Now, I would argue the right is broken differently than the left, but it's every bit as broken. I mean, you are, I mean, Aaron, what you put in the montage there, you are caught between um, forever war or um, anti-Semitism. I laughed out loud this morning when I saw on Twitter that Jake Tapper is, has, has talked to a lot of progressives and Democrats who were stunned to learn the level of anti-Semitism within their ranks. He said this with a straight face. And I think he actually meant it. I think he did. Maybe. Maybe not. It's hard to tell with Goebbels Tapper anymore. No nuance. No distinctions. If we last long enough, and I'm just going to tell you, I, I have serious doubts that we will. I mean, since 9-11, we have imported 2.3 million people from Islamist-dominated countries. 2.3 million. To put that in perspective, that population would be the 37th largest state in the Union. New Hampshire, going to have the first of the nation primary here next and coming up in February, right? Yeah. We, that's more than the population of New Hampshire, by the way. 2.3 million people. The 37th largest state by population in the country. And that's just how many we've imported since then. Since 9-11. We've given Ukraine almost in totality in less than two years as much money as we have given the Israelis in foreign aid like in the last 25, 30 years. We've printed 80% of every dollar ever put into circulation in American history since March of 2020. So when I, when I say things like I'm not confident, I'm not saying these things that we're, we're going to last as lo this, this long, it has nothing to do with rhetorical flourish or effect or any of those things. I'm just looking at trend lines, and I, I say that as someone who is greatly looking forward to their first grandchild arriving in March. But the clock is ticking on this thing called America and Western civilization right now. What do you get when you combine 
You've taken in 2.3 million people from worldview, from countries inhabited and dominated by worldviews that hate you. And during that exact same period of time, have suffered a 23% across the board decline in your own birth rate. What do you get when you combine those two things? It ain't a damn meme. I'll tell you that. Or a stupid nickname. Or some slap dick comment about somebody's poll numbers. You get the end of your civilization. You get the Borg queen looking at you, taunting you and saying, come and watch your futures end. That's what you get. That is self-immolation. It's death of a, it's death of a civilization kind of stuff. Here's the thing, though. There has actually been one adult on a national stage speaking for the last four days. And, and by the way, that Ron DeSantis clip, Aaron, what network was that on? Enemy Media. That was on MSNBC. I, I was at the gym this morning. I saw him saying these exact same things on CNN. Any equivocation there? Nope. Any watering down there? Nope. Um, just unnecessarily uh, unnecessarily douchey there? Nope. Nope. Pretty matter of fact? Yeah. Uh, pretty uh, comprehensible, easy to understand, made it very clear to the American people, even on an enemy platform, what is at stake just right now. Regular, everyday Ron DeSantis. He's That's right a president there. of the Take United him. States. And it kind of makes me wonder, I'm, I'm actually beginning to wonder... I think it's possible the polls are correct. Me too. I mean, look at who we are as a people. We're, we're not a people that deserves him as a president. We're not. What's, and what's going to happen, too, is you guys, a, a bunch of you MAGA idiots, you're going to prove my point by taking this clip and saying, you just hear your Dace is mocking us. That say, yeah, yes, I am mocking you. I want to make sure you understand that clearly. I am. The survival of Western civilization is at stake. And one guy is out there leading, acting as if he's president now. Laying out clear policy directives, clear mission objectives. It's proportionate. He's not talking about World War III. Not talking about backing down to the enemy either. One guy's out there doing it, and he's able to discuss it in pretty plain language and easy to understand. And he's the only national figure in America doing it right now. He's the only one. Is there another one doing what Ron DeSantis is doing? Nope. There is not. Could there be other people doing what Ron DeSantis is doing? Of course. Are they choosing that, to do that? That's another day that ends on why on multiple issues. But they're choosing not to do that. And I just, I, I think you can make a very strong case. We are undeserving of this kind of a figure to be president. You, you know, Calvin once said, God judges a nation through wicked rulers. One day, if we last this long, and I am not confident, you will look at Nancy Mace or somebody exactly like her, and you will say, Madam President. She's utterly shameless unembarrassable 
and she's perfect. And it's just perfect. She represents a fake red state like South Carolina. Just perfect. Perfect. She figured out. She originally was in Washington as a serious establishment hack. A total technocrat. And she figured out, I can still betray you on every issue you care about. And as long as I give you the show, I troll the media with no discernible, for no discernible outcome, just a troll for the sake of troll, nothing else. I give you the laugh track you want, the content you want to consume. Then it doesn't matter that I had to stop my, my, my shack up from fornicating with me um, before I went to the prayer event, which we only know about because she opened her talk at the prayer event by telling us. And it was hosted by a church, by the way, in a gay-affirming church in South Carolina. That's right. Let me repeat that. A gay-affirming church in South Carolina who backs a guy named Preston Sprinkle that is going around the country as we speak, urging evangelical churches to accept homosexual identity. She's pro-abortion. But none of that will matter. Because she's the embodiment of what we have become. This is what government by the consent of the governed looks like. You will get the leaders you deserve. As you look across our culture, who do you think better represents who we are as a people? Nancy Mace or Ron DeSantis? It's Nancy Mace. And the only thing you can do is hope that you can create a process where the majority of those people won't actually show up and participate. So that maybe you can get one over on them. Because she does. We're not serious. We're not. But our enemies are. And our real enemy is. Let me give you an example of what we're not serious means. Oh, where is Because there's at? lots. Oh, there are. I made of our, You know what? I think I already had this in the queue for Feedback Friday this week. But let me call it up now. I generally like your program. I feel that I need to respond here about your disdain for Congresswoman Nancy Mace. For the record, I'm a lifelong resident of the 1st Congressional District in South Carolina while I disagree with some of her positions, the gay agenda being one. So <coughs> while I disagree with some of her positions, including her trying to uh, unleash Sodom and Gomorrah upon the American people. Yeah, it's, a, it's a trite detail! But! But! <laughs> Two T's? This is a purple district. In 2018, the incumbent Mark Sanford was primaried out and his replacement nominee lost to a Democrat. Nancy Mace won in 2020 by a narrow margin. A MAGA candidate cannot win here. That's exactly what she has become. We don't even know our own branding. She's morphed into the MAGA candidate. It doesn't matter what I stand for. I just give you buzzwords 
that show you I'm down with your agenda without actually being down with it. I'm not excusing Nancy Mace's lifestyle. I am sure, though, that, but, but if we're going to insist on higher moral and ethical standards, I am sure you will agree they must apply to all members of government regardless of level. I will close with a story that a retired pastor told us at church 30 years ago. During World War II, he was an inf infantryman serving in Europe. As his unit was moving through France toward the German border, they went through an area where a battle had been fought. As he marched along, he saw the body of a young German soldier who looked younger than he was. When he saw the sight, he heard Jesus speak to him saying, I died for that man too. You and the others with you seem to be devout believers as I am during the heated rhetoric in the campaign. Whether Nancy Mace, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, or Joe Biden and Donald Trump, let us never forget that Jesus died for them too. Thank you for this. Thank you for this opportunity to comment and may God be with, be with all of you. AGM in South Carolina. You know, there's never been a time that I have been really critical of a Democrat. Now, credit, credit to AGM actually mentioned Joe Biden's name. But in my career, and I've been doing this full time now for 17 and a half years, there's never, never, whether it was local, national, never been a time that I have been hypercritical of a Democrat, that someone has fired off an email. Jesus loves them too. Yeah. Never happened. Hmm. It's never occurred. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. Nobody ever calls, nobody ever emails me and offers me, and you need to be more graceful to Democrats. It's only to the people you actually voted for you think I need to be more graceful to. I'm sure that's a coincidence. What, what Alex di did at the Plano City Council is the most serious, maybe the most serious analysis that you'll see today. It's a very goofy embodiment of something uh, that, forgive me his name, uh, runs Babylon B. Talking like Seth Dillon, those yeah, people? Yeah, Seth Dillon, he's yeah. just got a, a great statement that's kind of gone out in a gift. This is one of the great mistakes of modern history is that we have let a lot of ideas become commonplace that just should have been mocked mercilessly yeah. from yeah. the very beginning. yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what Alex is doing. He's yes. compiling them yes. all into a magnum opus is yes. what he does in that clip. It's, it's four minutes. It's not easy on the ears, but it, but it all is, it, it, it is an, a completely accurate portrayal of the fracturing yeah. of, the, of the American worldview. Which is what, by the way, thinkers like Erasmus, Thomas More did in their own way. They just mocked terrible ideas mercilessly now it looks more like a circus tent because we've just most people need to be reached that way and they have no interest in you know you know they just simply cannot be bothered to read anything that takes more than you know 40 characters i i look forward to the day and i say this in the context of looking forward to it like you do a root canal. I look forward to the day of being told by Christian leaders that I have to vote for Nancy Mace for president to save America. I look forward to that day. And I don't think it's as far away as you guys, as probably a lot of people think. This thing's devolving fast, real fast. And let's face it, we may be lying to ourselves about that. Like the time may have been passed us by. Do we? Are we sure there's still time on the clock? I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this from our friend over at the Daily Wire, Megan Basham, this morning. Yeah. 
between 2015 and 2022, Christianity Never magazine, some of you may know it as Christianity Today, Christianity Never magazine, the staff made 73 political contributions from 2015 to 2022, including the CEO and the editorial staff. All of them went to Democrats. All of them. News editor Daniel Silliman gave five different donations to Democrats, including Elizabeth Warren. Don't you look at me and tell me the day is not coming that you will be told you have to vote for Nancy Mace for president to save America. This is learned behavior on her part. She originally intended to be just another technocratic hack and then realized, oh, wait, I can just stay left on the issues. If I give you the show you want, the troll you want, the cringe you want, I can stay as center left on the issues as I was when I was elected as an establishment hack in a purple district. But if I give you the show you want, give us a king so we can be like everybody else. If I give that to you, or in this case, a very attractive queen, who I'm sure it's no coincidence as she wore this scarlet letter, did so wearing the absolute tightest t-shirt she could possibly find to peddle her wares. Think that's a coincidence? I do not. Probably not. We gays love hummus, so you know we love Hamas. That's a line I think out of Alex's uh, presentation at the city council yesterday. Mm. That is as salient of analysis as what you'll see almost anywhere in America today, this show included. Because that's what America is. A joke. An absolute joke. And the joke is on the remnant who knows what time it is and is willing to do something about it. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. And today we've got a special treat for you, which you could probably use given what's going on right now. A nice glass of some of the best red wine on planet Earth from our friends at Bonner Private Wines. It's the Sunai Illogico Malbec. It's a never-before-imported gem from deep in the Kalaki Valley of Argentina. That's a vineyard at a breathtaking 8,950 feet, the third largest vineyard in altitude in the world. And what does that mean? It means that the Sinaiologico comes highly rated at 91 points. No finding or filtration done in its production, which preserves its true natural taste. And if you're looking for uh, preventative health, it also therefore boasts a staggering 10 times more resveratrol than you'll get from a lot of other red wines and 93% less sugar than the bulk grocery store reds that you will typically buy instead. These taste amazing. All three of us have sampled them. Uh, Todd has sampled them the most and can tell you how great they all are. 
You only get it, though, by becoming a member of the Bonner Private Wines Partnership at bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve, B-O-N-N-E-R, bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. But act fast. This exclusive Malbec tends to sell out quickly. And if you visit bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve, you'll get other wines for over 50% off and free shipping. You can't beat it. bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. Uh, we do have... Uh, a couple of breaking news items. Um, three of them, in fact. Uh, two involving what is happening right now in Israel. Uh, we have multiple confirmations of armed drones coming from Hezbollah in the north. Uh, Aaron, you mentioned this in your montage, but there is further confirmation about that just as we are talking right now. Uh, that another front has apparently uh, been opened uh, against Israel now. So both Hamas and Hezbollah are now engaged in some form of warfare against the nation of Israel as we speak. The very recent, the most recent, like seconds ago uh, during the break that I saw, uh, it's unclear whether this is actually an invasion or a probing mission. That's what I'm seeing the latest of. Regardless, okay. the United States has, has ordered... Um, uh, American citizens to leave Lebanon as soon as possible and close down the embassy in Beirut. State Department is also confirming now that at least 22 Americans have been killed in the Hamas terror attack in Israel. And to put that in perspective, I went and looked it up during the break. That would tie this for the fifth deadliest terrorist attack in American history if it were on U.S. soil. If it were on U.S. soil, this would be the fifth deadliest terrorist attack in American history. And I mean, I've, I've, I've seen some America firsters act as if none of our people got kidnapped or killed over there. So we're so America first now that we don't even care if it, what happens to Americans on foreign soil now. We don't even care about that, I guess. The other piece of breaking news is... There is increasing scuttlebutt on Capitol Hill that Trump-endorsed Jim Jordan will not be the next speaker, but Steve Scalise will be. I think a lot of people, myself included, just kind of figured with Trump publicly endorsing Jordan, because he doesn't tend to make endorsements unless his, he knows in advance his guy's going to win. With Trump endorsing Jordan... Not to mention, given Jordan's voting record, he'd have a lot of support of even, you know, traditional pre-MAGA era conservatives. But there's a lot of discussion right now I'm seeing from blue check marks on Twitter that Steve Scalise as House Speaker instead of Jim Jordan is pending. So before we go to buy, seller, hold, get you guys' reactions to all those things, plus what I was discussing in, in my opening monologue. I have... I'll need to think about it more. I have no idea what that means about Jim Jordan. Again, largely because this is one of the reasons why I tell you I want to run for Congress someday and get in there because I gots to know. Like, I don't, I don't know what happens to those people. I don't know how they get into rooms and talk together and come to the conclusions they do after. So, like, I'm, I'm just going to have to, I, I can't have a hot take on this one. I'm going to plead ignorance. I don't, I mean, I told you, I don't understand how Steve Scalise is Steve Scalise. The guy got shot up by a radical. And yet there's still 
a, you know, a record of hemming and hawing. Um, and the, to your point, Steve, about uh, reactions to what's going on in Israel, you know, I'm, I just got lectured by some a nanobot about they thought I was smarter than this. I've I resisted all the Ukrainian propaganda. Well, it was proven like in the very first week on multiple occasions that they were using propaganda. And then largely we don't have cameras there. We don't know what's going on in Israel. If you have any proof that these images of murder are AI or anything like that, by all means, share it. But people are now saying this must be the same as Ukraine when we have countless images, blood, death, even CNN. Do better. Please do better. I don't think we're capable. I don't. I, 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 and I think a lot of people are capable of doing better, but are largely disengaged. I, I think, I think among those who are engaged, we're not capable of doing much better. And a lot of that is frankly justified to some degree, given how much fakeness they have been told and sold. Okay. But if we become what you're describing now, though, is, is, is when I say a phrase like epistemological nuclear winner, what you're describing is there's no worldview there. It's just reactionaryism. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. And so therefore, and frankly, I see this with Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, well, well, let's just go ahead and just skewer every sacred cow today while I'm at it. All right. I see this with Tucker Carlson. I, I see someone who anything that is that that comes from anything that's lied to me before must not therefore be true. Now, I don't even have a problem with assuming it's not true until proven otherwise. But to just blanketly assume that the only truth will come now from alternative sources is the exact same form of idolatry we're opposed to. And we already have more images in three or four days of this than in all of the Ukrainian war. If they're lies, that's one heck of a lie. And I do want to know about it. But which ones are the lies? Which dead bodies? Which burned bodies? Which beheaded bodies? Which uh, even from Gaza? That, you know, laid waste. Is that, we have, is that, we, Todd, I, Todd, we have no plumb line. We're the French Revolution now. It's yeah. a reactionary force. There's no, this isn't the American Revolution, no king but Jesus. This is no kings at all. Yes. Storm the Bastille. Vote populi. And people are basically good. That's where we are. And, 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 and I don't see, minus revival, I don't see a way out of this. I mean, I, I saw someone was telling me, I didn't see this, that Tucker was mocking DeSantis for speaking about this with a bullhorn. He was doing so at an overflow event. There was an overflow crowd outside. So we're so America first now that we just we can't even be moved when our own people well, get killed or burned or kidnapped. You're basically saying that the Venn diagram between Nancy Mason, Tucker Carlson just got a lot closer to being a circle. Unfortunately, to some degree, yeah. But but see, this is also why Tucker's great. Because that's the that's the trap. Because he starts everything with the assumption that anything that comes from a source that lied to me before is lying to me now. He's going to be proven right about that a lot. And he has been. And he's been a great source of good. Which is why, for two years in a row, I personally advocated my buddy Bob Vanderplas, who sits here every Monday, to bring Tucker in to his event. But eventually, 
you can't live on reactionaryism. What is the plumb line? We have to have somebody has to be telling me the truth. I got an email from a guy telling me, I don't even know if Alex Jones said this because I don't listen to Alex Jones. That, 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 that all the rapes and the house to house stuff was all fake. None of that's true. I don't know. I mean, you guys want to go out there and you, and you want to make the source of your truth of, of, of truth for you, a guy that's going to pay hundreds of millions of dollars for lying about Sandy Hook. That's on you. But that's a lot of where we are right now. In many respects, truth doesn't matter to people. Correct. Or they don't think it's accessible in any respect. So I'm just going to line up with the source that affirms, Aaron, the narrative that I typically or traditionally come from, whether it's true or not. Yeah, and I totally understand the reticence I wrote on Twitter this morning, the reticence to believe anything about anything that's going on in the world uh, that you've been told, that you are being told, or that you will be told in the future. All of our institutions have lost credibility. But there is a difference between having a healthy suspicion of what you're being told in the media versus a denial of reality or denial of the, 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 the notion that truth exists and that truth is out there. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of. If you want to debate American involvement in foreign affairs, you're an anti-Semite. If you want to say, look at these atrocities that are being perpetrated by terrorists who have said for generations that they want to eliminate the Americans, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the Jewish people. You're automatically for forever war. Is that an environment where truth can prevail? No, it's not. I was propagandized once. That means everything is propaganda. Exactly. That's no. Rea- that's reactionaryism. No, that's reactionaryism, yeah. as you just said. That's not how this works. That is a symptom of a people unmoored from anything transcendent, from anything that resembles a, at least the pursuit of truth. That's symptomatic of decline, and that's symptomatic of a people who have been broken. And I've seen that everywhere. I'm not saying that there might be propaganda from both both sides, but guys, I was actually, I woke up on Saturday morning and I saw this, and I actually had the same reaction. I'm like, I don't want to be propagandized here. But then I saw video after video after video, more than we ever saw. I think it's maybe overstating it to say that we have more videos from this than we have of the Ukraine conflict. But certainly we have more videos in two days than we had in two months or four months or six months out of Ukraine. And none were immediately proved to be lies like they were in the U.S. The ghost of Kiev type of BS. We don't really have that as much here. In my estimation, that have just been immediately proven as BS. Either they took hostages and they raped and killed, or they didn't. Please show me your evidence, evidence that this is all just BS. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But we have a whole heck of a lot more evidence, purported evidence, than we ever had in Ukraine. And I will just add this as well. 90, I would say just a cursory glance, 90 to 95% of the people of the, of the worst forces in the West who are taking the side of Hamas in this, in this gruesome conflict are the same people who are all in on lockdowns, who are all in on masks, who are all in on the jabs. Can that say something? Can that inform you a little bit? Again, I know, well, it's the same enemies that uh, lined up against me on this, so they must be wrong on that. Again, that's, I didn't say that's a fallacy, but we're not 
as, as we just laid out, we're not in an era of, hey, let's just debate this and let the best, uh, best case win. We are in an era of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And when the same spiritual forces continue to line up on the same side of every single issue, I think that counts for something. On the House Speaker fight, so you're basically telling me uh, Kevin McCarthy is dead, long live Kevin McCarthy. That's basically, basically what we're saying here. Yeah. When, uh, when Chip was on here last week getting called a rhino for saying this isn't the time to do this yet, why did he give a timetable of 42 more days? Because that's how much more time they had to negotiate on the debt for this fiscal year. Right. And if, if McCarthy, let me, let me tell you what Chip doesn't want to have to tell you. I'll tell you. Because I don't have to work with these people that he does. So I'll tell you what he doesn't want to tell you. The reason why that timetable was crucial was to give McCarthy enough rope to hang himself. Because if you don't, if you get rid of him now, they'll just put in another McCarthy, which is what Muscalese says. Let's do another one. You have to show that that entire style of leadership has failed. And if we go an entire year and they accomplished nothing and gave in and surrendered, even on the most fundamental of fights, taxing and spending, then there's, there's no ground to, to, to justify th- this cadre or faction of leadership to continue running the show on Capitol Hill. But we didn't wait. We just randomly, we re- reactionary acted. And so now it looks like you're just going to end up with Steve Scalise. Not even Trump's endorsement could get Jim Jordan the speakership from what we're seeing right now. No plan. None. No committees of correspondence, no meetings, no strategy. Storm the Bastille. We're mad. So you just got McCarthy Jr. from what we're hearing right now. Just got to get McCarthy Jr. And he'll have a longer clock because he's new. Yeah. And you don't want to be mean to the guy that they, you don't want to be mean to the guy that they tried to murder, of course. I mean, he should just be speaker for life. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. I was thinking about this stuff this morning and I just for whatever reason this popped into my head and I don't know why because that last what rise of Skywalker movie where basically they go uh, feel the dreams you know the darkest hour people will come right people will come and at the end the flotilla and everybody the, the equivalent of their rowboat in space land shows up to to save the day that the the opposite you in did, real life is true that's me Nobody's on the stage coming. at blaze tv election night yeah. last november i thought for sure they're finally yeah. coming nobody they coming. didn't come the portals have been opened on but your it's right. All right rasmussen's telling me trump's going in 50 percent of the black vote Back to Chip, remember when he told us? 
McCarthy is reflective of the caucus. Do you guys, what he's telling you is they'll just turn right around and put somebody like McCarthy in. And then the leverage clock has to start all over again. They'll get a honeymoon. Scalise will be a more sympathetic figure, given what they put him through. What he was trying to tell you is we've got a proverbial gun to this cat's head right now. Exhaust that until it's a wasted investment. Don't cast it out now. That's what he was trying to tell you. But no, 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 no. Your anger is all that matters. Your reactionaryism is all that matters. If, if you have a plan, you're a rhino. If you have a strategy, you're a sellout. Back here on the Steve Dace Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Totters and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. And you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox by emailing the show. Steve at SteveDace.com. D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, me, we, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can find me as well on Truth Social there at Real Steve Dace. At Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. And then if you listen to the podcast, thank you for that. You're a big part of our audience and a big part about why we continue to get to do this for a living. And we appreciate you. We would ask if you wouldn't mind showing your appreciation for us in two ways. First, if you haven't done this yet, leave us a five-star review. Uh, Those help us and help to spread the word. And we appreciate all of you that have done that for us already. And then secondly, hit subscribe or if you're on iTunes, follow. And that way, every new episode we do will end up in your feed every single time we do one. And thank you to all of you that have done those things as well. We have a big announcement on Monday. A big announcement on Monday. Uh, something we are very excited about. It is launching on Monday. So circle that date. Something big. Well, maybe I'd put it this way. Something wicked this way comes on Monday. So put that on your calendars. Also, uh, put it on your calendar right now. If you are a small business owner, You want to get a hold of our friends over at Bambi because when running a business, employees can create all kinds of interesting situations. Um, A dedicated HR manager for your business can cost on average over 80 grand a year plus benefits. If you're like, man, that's too rich for my blood, but I have the need. Well, Bambi is here to fill that need for you. And it starts at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat. So onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance and your business stays compliant with ever-changing HR regulations. Bambi uh, helps to set policies, training, feedback. Um, And you can also just do Bambi month to month. You don't get locked into any long-term contracts. Start to just $99 a month. You can't beat it. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off of your plate. If you go to Bambi.com and type in Steve Dace under podcast when you sign up. Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E 
Bam B. Bambi.com. Type in Steve Dace under podcast. When you sign up, see what happens. Bambi.com. Type in Steve Dace under podcast. It'll help us and you at Bambi.com. Type in Steve Dace under podcast. All right, let's get to buy Southern Hold. We'll get through as many as we possibly can. And then uh, the ones we don't get through, we'll do those in the overtime today for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. You guys know how this works. It's one of our more popular segments every week. You have submitted the propositions that Todd and I will be considering here for the next 27 minutes or so. No topic is off limits. And if one time per episode, we are permitted to use a hold. But if we do, Todd, you have self-immolated, you have emasculated yourself, humiliated yourself, really, and disgraced your family line. And so for that, you must pay, according to the due code. You will have to find out why exactly Lindsey Graham is on every TV show he can, he can get on right now discussing drilling. You will have to find out why. That's the second week in a row it's been one of the least... Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, you getting I soft? Really, I, I kind of was wondering if I might have crossed a line with that. No? No, but it's been a day, so... You know what? After that clip we played of Alex Stein, yeah. the line's been moved. Yes, I think it it's has. I think it's safe to say the line has been moved. All right, Aaron, go ahead. We will begin with a spicy one from Alexander Rogers, who has this. Buy, sell, or hold. The church is the new Israel. Snotty predictions. Steve will attempt to shove the entirety of the Bible into Romans 11 while ignoring Hebrews 8:13, Matthew 21:43, Jeremiah 31, 31, and 32. Then appeals to dispensationalism before kicking it to Todd, who simply says, I'm Catholic. Uh, you have the whole thing wrong. I'll sell. I think that this is a false choice. I, I, I think that the church ultimately is the fulfillment of Israel's mission. Israel's mission was to bring, core mission was to bring forth Messiah. Messiah has his church. That is the fulfillment. Um, I don't believe it's an argument of there's a, I don't think that, I think it's a false choice between there's dual tracks of salvation for Israel and for Jews and Gentiles, or that the church has replaced Israel. I think that the church is the fulfillment uh, of, of, of Israel's original mission. But I also don't think that God is done with the Jewish people yet either. So, uh, I sell and and actually don't agree with any of the reasons you were trying to uh, project onto me, which is why I don't often dis- discuss this what? topic, because it's, if it's you're on dogmatic. either side of that, yeah, hyper, you're going to yeah. hate my position and yeah. everybody hates me because I disagree with both of you. Yeah. But as a guy who's been a fan of the show for a long time and grateful to us for uh, our prayers as a way, what... Oh, what? sure. I'm not like no, offended no, no, at the question you're not. or I'm anything. I'm asking yeah. you, though, without say, like, what, what's your interpretation? What's the elevator speech? Because I, I think what you just said flew over a lot of people's heads. What do you think? Which is why I often don't say it. What do you think he's saying? What I think he is saying, he is, he is, he is, he is, he is articulating something that is often referred to as replacement theology. Okay. Okay. That the church is in place of Israel. Okay, um, and then the, there are two dominant eschatologies um, uh, in or, or theologies, I should say, within Protestantism today. Uh, one of them is what is he addressed it dispensationalism. It's the idea that um, the the God that history is d- divided into epochs known as dispensations. 
Okay. And, and then uh, the other is covenant theology. And that's the idea that uh, history is, is divided into covenants. Okay. And therefore, when Jesus said it is finished uh, at the cross, the covenant uh, the, of the law was finished. Therefore, the covenant with Israel was completed and the church is the replacement for Israel. As, to put it as simply as I possibly can, and, and I'll get inundated with people telling me, no, it's more nuanced than that. It's a lot more nuanced than that, man. But there's 700 page books written about these topics. And yeah. Todd's asking me to sum it all up here in, in a minute, okay, as a layman. And so I'm doing my best and probably not doing a very good job, I would imagine. Okay. And as normal, I, I don't really fall into a lot of dogmatic camps. I think that it's not that simple. I think the very verses in Romans that you cited that articulate um, the view that the church is the fulfillment uh, of what uh, of Israel's mission also make it very clear that God is not finished with the Jewish people yet either, which is why I don't fall simply into any of your eschatological camps. I, 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 I can make a very strong argument for a lot of preterism that much of what um, was, uh, it was ascribed would happen in the future during the end of days already occurred. Um, however, you know, there has never, Paul is also speaking very clearly about a future event of a man of lawlessness or an antichrist that has not emerged yet. So I, I don't fall into any of your camps. And that doesn't mean I'm right, by the way. It just means because I've, I'm intellectually curious and have studied all of your camps. I know all of your arguments against one another. And so I'm, I, I might be the man who knew too much. I, I, I don't know that I'm right. I might know so much that analyzing is paralyzing, but that's actually not my position. It doesn't mean it's the right position, but that's not my position. Did that answer your question? And now I, mean, this I is have no you, idea. And this is now where you say... <laughs> I'm Catholic. Yeah. And so he'll at least be right about that. <laughs> Sean Griffith says similar attacks to those in Israel will occur on U.S. soil within the next year, sooner if we get more directly involved between Israel and Hamas. Oh, it'll happen sooner than that. Yeah. I mean, we've imported 2.3 million people from these countries. 37th largest state in the union since 9-11. Since, not, not like in the, like the last 50 years. Since 9-11... We looked at the events. Now, understand, in any other previous era of America, an event like 9-11 has, happens, we have to push. The church would be like pushing back on like xenophobia, right? Mm. That, in any other era, in any other era, the church would have to be like pushing back on xenophobia, jingoism. And, you know, it's not right just to target people because right. they look differently. That, in any other era, that's what the church would have to do, yes. right? In this era, we went the other way to the other extreme. And we said, well, the only thing we can possibly do since 9-11 is import even more of this into our country. Import even more potential Muhammad Atas. We need even more of them. So that's just since 9-11, guys. Yeah. 2001. You know All the candlelight vigils and stuff after 9-11. Yeah. Here, here we just have huge crowds of Palestinians openly waving flags and say, gas the Jews. That's what we have here. I just saw another picture from my home in Madison, Wisconsin on campus. It's in, everywhere. In, in any other era, if you found out they were castrating your sons and chest binding your daughters, we would need yeah. Atticus Finch level characters to stop posses from forming right. and just create vigilante this justice is, without any trial. We would, and we would be in favor. We'd say, hey, no, people, we need to hear both sides. Proverbs says one man, we don't know. Doesn't look good. We'll admit that. And if it's not good, We'll let you have them. But we need a trial first to find out, right? Yeah. In this era, we won't even go to a school board meeting when you find out. No. No. 
Other than that, we're doing great. We're, other than that, we have a wonderful singing voice. Speaking of singing yeah. voices, Tyler Moat says, Mount Rushmore great of segue. church hymns. <laughs> Amazing grace, how great thou art. It is well with my soul. A mighty fortress is our God. That's a really good list. That's a pretty sure. good list. And I did not see that that was coming when I sent a wonderful singing voice. <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's a great list, too. Top five football movies since 1990. This is from Paul Sellers. Number five, We Are Marshall. Four, Invisible. Three, Any Given Sunday. Two, Blindside. And one, Rudy. So since 1990. I've still honestly so. never seen Any Given Sunday. What do you think is Remember the Titans. Oh, gosh, yeah. you're right. How do we miss that? And Waterboy's got to be there. Waterboy's mm. freaking awesome. Uh, that's, that's not okay. a football movie. It's a comedy. Um, it happens I, I, to be about football. I would, I would take Any Given Sunday out and put uh, Remember the Titans in there for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's yeah. got to be on the list, which means somebody has to go, right? We right. can't be Dick Vitale on Selection Sunday. Oh, hey, baby, these eight teams deserve to be in. Well, Dick, there's only 68 <laughs> teams that get in, so what eight teams have got to be out? You never want, I love Dick Vitale, but if, well, if we've watched this for 40 years, Todd. He never tells us what eight teams have to go out, right? He only tells us which teams deserve to go in, okay? It's like the people who say there's not enough black coaches in college football. Okay, then tell us what white coaches ought to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a, this a zero-sum game. There's only 130-some-odd jobs. Now, here's the thing. that I could come up with a pretty easy list of white coaches that probably ought to be fired. Okay, that's not an easy, that's not a hard thing to do. But we always tend to insert things, taking things out. You know, why? Because the divisive position is not inserting things. It's in the taking of the things out. That's what gets people angry. Steve Scalise has won the GOP nomination for House Speaker. I, I just... I said on Friday, this the, the bid to, if we got Jim Jordan, and yes, on big tech, he is awful. Like, awful. But if we got him, hey, maybe this was actually a good plan after. No, we just got Kevin McCarthy is dead. Long live Kevin McCarthy. Next, we go to James Duvall. Colorado Representative Tim Hernandez will be resign or be recalled from office within 30 days. He was in the montage. Just... Sell. Sell. Dude, he's, he's going to be Speaker of the Colorado House before that happens. What, what country are we in? Dude that, dude, dude, that was the best audition for MSNBC contributor you've ever seen, brah. Are you kidding me? I, I want to know what earth this guy lives on. Transport me there. I want to live on that earth. Who was that? Uh, I, I've already advanced on. All right, whatever earth you're in, because it's not this one. It is not this earth. Whatever earth in the multiverse you are on, I'm in. I mean, that seems to be a place that still has some semblance of notions of shame and justice. So by all means, teleport me. It ain't this earth. Not at this time. Already, yeah. No, not going to happen. Ryan Ben is next. Starting up the happy birthday song for another man is a dude code violation. Now, wait a second. This is not something that I had considered. But after having read this, it's a pretty important violation of the dude code. And let me tell you why. Audience, think for a moment, Steve starting up the happy birthday song for Todd. You can't think of it. Todd? The same thing for, for Steve. I can't think of Todd starting the happy birthday song for Steve. So I think this is an obvious buy. 
I tackling the tough I issues here. Think, is, it, is it your dad who's like retired right. See, and in, or, in a hospice or? I mean, come on, man. Yeah, you. I sell. I think there's like to your point about like our regular everyday kind of birthday. If there's like a a biggie or something like that. Um, certainly as, yeah, an elder statesman, I can't, yeah, I can't automatically say. Going soft. I want to shoot both of you with the airsoft gun. Next, Jeff Ben says, trade citizenship for illegal border crossers for six years of military service. Otherwise, they get uh, immediately deported. Uh, says this might just slow the invasion. Sell. <sighs> I'm going to be nice. We don't teach history anymore. In Rome, during the ascendancy of the empire, um, you did not become an officer in the Roman legion without Roman citizenship in many eras. By the time we get to the decline and fall of the Roman empire, the empire is so vast, the bureaucracy is so unsustainable that they're literally just taking any live bodies they can. And so for the first time, they, they start enlisting and promoting people from conquered countries, ways to work off debt, because you still had, of course, we're in an era of debtor prisons. We had those well into the 19th century. Uh, ways to work off slavery, okay, uh, ways to work off a criminal penalty, etc. okay, to gain favor in, within the empire as a, as a, as a, as a conquered, uh, you know, civilization, etc. And then one day there's this group that come over the wall called the Visigoths, the barbarians are at the gate. And lo and behold, you know what happened is a lot of Roman soldiers, Todd, they saw Uncle Sves and Cousin Merle switch jerseys, man, and help them sack the city. There's nothing new under the sun. We don't want to put people that don't have any demon... I'm going to try to be nice. I, I am. I'm going to try to be nice. And, 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 and when I ask this question, it's going to seem snotty, and I don't mean it to. I, I really don't. Ask yourself why you think the solution to our immigration problem is to give a bunch of people with no demonstrated proven loyalty to this country access to high-tech weaponry. If you're the left, that's the best reason. I mean, I just, just, just stop, stop. There's no, there's, there's not a third path. There's kick the people out that don't belong here. Or you're being invaded. There's, there's not a clever way out. We're not the people we've been waiting for. We have cracked no codes. There is nothing new under the sun. There is law or lawlessness. There is no in-between. And there never was. And there's not some unique path, some ingenuity that we have yet to think of that gets beyond this very simple yet difficult choice. No. We don't want to take a bunch of people with no demonstrated loyalty. You want to give guns and weapons and tanks to the 2.3 million people from Islamist countries that we took in since 
No, guys. No. Sell. Agreed. Next, Kelvin and Louise says, Trump will implode while DeSantis will continue to rise. One has faith in God and one does not. Sell. I don't, I don't know that that matters in this era. No. In fact, in... In fact, if anything, if anything, I didn't having I was, faith and integrity yeah. is a detriment to yeah. DeSantis. Yeah. I'm not saying that's true either, but I'm just saying that's more likely to be true than that. Segwaying to best snacks to eat at the ballpark. Jamie Burwell says popcorn, peanuts, helmets, Sunday, nachos, <laughs> and a hot dog. That's a pretty good list. That's a pretty good list. Although I have to tell you, as much as I loved Progressive Field when we were there, Amy and I went there, saw the Tigers play the uh, artist formerly known as the Indians for a doubleheader. Loved that park. Really cool people. Really nice. Had a great time. Beautiful day. Worst ballpark hot dog I've ever had. Hmm. Like terrible. Like what made it terrible? It just was, it, it, I could have boiled something better. Like, I, I mean, I expected something special, like a ballpark hot dog, you know, that was not it. But the rest of it was great. They had, and I kind of wondered if, you know, you, if we might be coming, uh, is it uh, Cheesecake Factory I'm thinking of with the 75 page yeah. menu and like none of it's great because you can't possibly have be great at anything if you're offering that many, uh, that many dishes with that level of difference. Here is our, uh, our authentic enchilada and then your turkey and cranberry sandwich. I mean, no. No, no Wait one. A it second. can't be that great. That is the perfect place for a ugly American Steve I didn't, Dace. I'm it's just not saying, authentic. I, I'm not. I'm just saying, you're spread too thin. You're a jack of all trades, master of none. Like nothing at Cheesecake Factory you've ever ate there is like life changing. It's just all yeah, pretty good. You know, yeah, okay. It's just a collection of pretty good. And so I wondered when I went to the ballpark and there's like here's their like you know coffee grinder. They do have a lot of bougie okay. stuff. Yeah, now, and I'm yeah. wondering. I, I was. I'm. I'm not surprised with all the bougie stuff there. That just the good old fashioned. I want. I want a. I want a hot dog that makes me think I'm going to choke on this thing, and that's not what. What's what you the, got? What's the worst hot dog you've ever had? Was it that one? Maybe given expectation, it might be that one. But 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 we loved Cleveland so much, and we loved that ballpark and everything else there so much. I just didn't bring it up until now because of the list. But you've been holding it for the right day. <laughs> And today grudge, is that day. But the grudge is still there. <laughs> when I was first out on my own up in the Twin Cities, my own apartment and everything, buying my own food and everything, you know, I was short for money quite a bit. Can you believe? You know what? I had a one-bedroom apartment in the Twin Cities. This was 10 years ago. No, eight years ago. 600 bucks a month. And it was a pretty nice place, too. Do you think you could ever get that? Anyway. I, I, was short, I was short for money quite a bit, struggling a little bit, and so I went to Cub Food, and uh, I saw it was like a 30-pack of hot dogs for like five bucks. It was some brand I'd never heard of. It was like Bar K or something like that, and I'm like, hey, this is a pretty good deal. Uh, sorry, Oscar Mayer. I'm going to get this. I got it. I heated up a few hot dogs. I think I boiled them maybe. Worst, worst thing I've maybe ever eaten. They were... They had the consistency of, they, they almost crunched. They were, they, it, was, it was awful. I will never forget that experience. I'd take whatever hot dog you had at that, uh, that ballpark, probably. Bob Backbetter says, Israel should reject all peace mediation offers full stop. 
Bye. Uh, bye. Not, not indefinitely, bye. but certainly right now. Yeah, I, I, until mission objectives yeah. are met. Now, I think they should clearly define what their mission objectives are. But until mission objectives are met, I agree. Yes. Sojourner in Ohio, Idaho says uh, Mount Rushmore of biblical spiritual movies. Ten Commandments, Exodus, Passion of the Christ, and Nefarious. I mean, I, I can't. I can't put my own movie in there. I just That's really self-serving, and I'm not Nancy Mace. I can't do it, all right? But the rest of your list is, you know, dynamite. Sure. And as much as I love our movie, okay, it's it's not been her, okay? I mean... <laughs> I mean, but but I I love you for putting us in there. Thank you. But I'll, so I'll, I'll I'll pass on the reference to our film and say since the first three are, you know, three of the greatest films ever made, I'll buy your list. Sure. But and thank you. I'll very sell it only because it's very special for our family. The nativity is. I love that movie too. You know, I love it that. It nails film. it. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Matt Sisk says, no matter what you think of him, RFK's, uh, RFK Jr.'s statements that he will listen to the quote-unquote stakeholders, that's in the video and the montage the other day, is very concerning. It might be a slip of the tongue, but that language is used by woke and World Economic Forum types. I did hear that as well. I don't know if you did. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I highly doubt, given you're talking about a guy that has spent his entire public life against corporatism, I highly doubt he means that in that context, but... You're right. That and that term is a is is rightfully loaded and tainted, and uh, in the future, in his stump speech, he might want to come up with a better uh, term and reference than that one. So I'll buy you what you said. I will sell unless because it has to do with Kennedy. I mean, be wary for all the reasons we tell you on this show and whatever personal reasons you, uh, you have. But you are also going to have to get used to being open to allies and a level of forgiveness for genuine repentance and moving forward. Because in that same video, are we talking about the video where he says how much his view has changed? Yeah. Like that's, when's the last time you heard a repentant sinner talk about, talk like that in church? I mean, that was last time you heard yeah. sinners called so, to repentance in church. A guy that openly just saying, not just like I was wrong in my youth. He was six months ago. I was really, really wrong. Which is why I, I don't want to, yeah. I, which is why I highly doubt that he yeah. meant it in that yeah. context. Yes. But I agree that that framing will not be successful. And if I were on yeah. his communication but staff, yeah. I'd say phenomenal speech. Don't ever use the term yeah, stakeholders exactly. in a public setting ever again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bama conservative says a one loss Georgia will make the playoffs even if they lose in the SEC championship game. Sell. There's going to be too many teams that have one loss or fewer at the end of the year. And there's only four spots. Sell. They won't have enough quality wins. Say it again, Aaron. A one-loss yeah. Georgia yeah. will make the college football playoffs even if they lose in the SEC championship That's the game. That's the part. See, if they're, if they're the SEC champion with one loss, any SEC champion with one loss will get in every year and should. But if they're not the SEC champion and they go there and lose and that's their loss, there's not enough quality wins, I don't believe. I don't believe they'll get in. Oh, I'll sell. 
Next, John Carn says college football was better when the season finished on January 1st. I agree with that. I I miss this I miss the nine bowl games on New Year's Day and yeah. the arguments and the and and the the aura of imperfection. And the, you, you, this is the, this is the second most popular sport in the country. It has the longest off season, and those debates like Colorado, Georgia Tech, Michigan, Nebraska, Washington, Miami. Um, you go back even to earlier days, okay? Um, you know, and Nebraska, Penn State, okay. Those debates are what helped make that those that grueling off season shorter. You'd argued about that the whole time. It, it, I loved it. And I mean, I love the sport now, but I agree that that was better than what we have now. I agree. You had me. So you didn't need to have any. College football was better. You don't need to have anything after that. <laughs> it's just true. Glenn Hodge <laughs> says we'll witness Isaiah 17 within a month, Ezekiel 38 and 39 to follow shortly thereafter. I don't know, so I'll sell. But like I said on Monday's program, if you keep track of such things and believe in such things, this is the first time in history that the United States has been in a hot proxy war with Russia at the same time that Israel is in a hot proxy war with Iran. I'm holding Catholic. That's the first actual hold we've had in maybe this year. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not past playing fast and loose with the end of days. Uh, just not doing it. Jeff Bayer says Aaron McIntyre and Snoop D-O-double-G will be the co-hosts of a new reality show called Canopy Smoked. <laughs> I'm good with that. That's terrific. That uh, is absolutely terrific. That is brilliant on multiple levels, man. I mean, that's fantastic. Bye. Bye. That's, dude, I loved it. Thank you. I'd watch that show. Hell yeah. Uh, Bobby Angelo says Elon Musk steps in to resolve the conflict in the oh Middle East. Oh my gosh, don't, don't, don't. Oh no, oh gosh. Hey Steve. Oh no. Steve, Steve. Yeah. Steve. Do you know how many, um, how many years it's been since the Abraham Accords were announced? Don't tell me it's been three and a half. Almost three and a half. Has it been three and a half? Almost. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> you know I'm looking that up during the break. Has it really been three and a half? It's like 3.12. I'm looking it up right now. I did yesterday. I did all the math. Abrahamic Accords date. September 15th, 2020. But it was announced on, I think, in August. I hate you. Welcome. It's what you pay me the big bucks for. <laughs> Can it be smoked? <laughs> <laughs> all right. If we didn't get to yours, we'll get to it during the overtime today at blazetv.com slash days. Daniel Horowitz is next. Let's talk about a product that uh, I might be uh, sampling myself here soon. And my my stepdad um, has tried out MD hearing aid and absolutely raves about their hearing aids. And as you guys know, I'm still trying to recover hearing in my right ear. I'd say it's I've got one. I've got another hearing test next week. I'll know for sure. I, I, I think it's about 50 percent back, I would say. Uh, but uh, MD Hearing was founded by an ENT surgeon who saw many of the patients needed hearing aids, but just couldn't simply afford them. I mean, one of the hearing aids I got quoted was 3500 bucks. So these things are not cheap. 
And so that's why MD Hearing made it their mission to develop a quality hearing aid that anyone could afford. And that's how they've sold over one and a half million hearing aids. And they offer a 45-day risk-free trial with a 100% money-back guarantee so you can buy with confidence. MD Hearing Aids, um, how, what do we mean affordable? Well, um, they just made their Neo Rechargeable Digital Hearing Aids only $297 a pair. That's over 90% less than clinical hearing aids. Plus, they're, they're rechargeable with a battery life that lasts up to 30 hours. And the new Neo model is MD Hearing Aid's smallest hearing aid ever. It fits inside your ear. No one will even know that it's there. All right. So if you want MD Hearing Aid's smallest hearing aid ever and you want to save a lot more money than what you're going to have to spend with the clinical ones, go to mdhearing.com, use the promo code STEVE to get their new $297 when you buy a pair offer. So head to mdhearing.com, promo code STEVE for this special offer, mdhearing.com, promo code STEVE. If there has ever been a week that we needed to hear from this man, it is this one. Let's bring him in. The prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. And obviously, Daniel, the leading story in the world is what's happening in Israel. But if you don't mind, we'll spend the bulk of our time on that. But we have breaking news just here in the last hour. Yeah, we went, yeah we, we're we, going to we, bring we, a, a Steve Scalise to a BLM Hamas civilization fight. That's that's the news. We did all of this. So we have not I don't know why you would know. I don't know. We've not updated the Liberty score since the end of the year. For whatever reason, I don't know why. Okay, but yeah. through, but lifetime liberty score through the end of the year. Kevin McCarthy fifty four percent, Steve Scalise fifty eight. It's an upgrade. It's an upgrade, Daniel. We did all of this. We put Matt Gates on every show, gave him every award, profile and courage. We did all of this just so the establishment, the swamp, could put a, a, an even more sympathetic figure in charge. What the hell is? Th- we had Trump's endorsement. That appear. So apparently, who the hell knows what kind of political capital Trump has frankly so he couldn't get jim jordan the speakership even with an endorsement and and jim jordan's got issues but at least ideologically he would have been a huge upgrade over mccarthy what in the world was the point of of showing our ass and this entire convoluted mess just to put a more sympathetic mccarthy-esque figure in charge what was any of this about so so, I mean, there's a bunch of things going on there. 16 of the original 21 rebels against McCarthy did not join this fight. So the overwhelming majority saw it. A couple did join it. And then you had two of the people that joined it voted for Pride Month in the military, including your favorite uh, female congresswoman. That's Madam well. President to you, buddy. Get, get, that, get no, used to it. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was going to say, again, just to tie in both news stories, Pick your book of the Bible we're living through because we're living through all of them. But Zephaniah 2 is really where it discusses the war in Gaza and in the end of times, literally Ashkelon, uh, you know, uh, Ashdod. These are real cities in Israel. They're not in Gaza now, but in biblical Gaza, they were they were cities there. It, it prefaces the prophecy that beseeches people to turn to the Lord's seek righteousness and humility, meaning affirmative, objective good and objective truth, not a a rubber band pendulum reactionary of, well, he's that, so I'm this. But it prefaces, gather yourselves together, O nation that has no desire. And, And it's not just a nation, it's Western civilization, including, by the way, the Israeli government, and we could talk about that, Western countries don't have a desire to live. That is what we are living through. 
And even when you can muster a right-leaning opposition, it's either a controlled opposition, it's ineffective, there's no vision, there's no anything. By the way, you know, I always knew Scalise was going to win. I said on my show last week, everyone saw unanimity of support behind Jordan. And I said, this is an inside game. Contrary to MAGA's uh, boasting, they have not changed the party because Trump endorsed most of the incumbents again. And he's why Kevin McCarthy was ever speaker in the first place, in the first place. And the only reason, by the way, why it was even that close was a little bit because of a lot of the institutionalists did vote for Jordan because of cartel and cartel violence. The McCarthy loyalist aspect of the leadership establishment guys didn't like Scalise. So there's a little bit of that going on. But aside from that, I always knew Scalise would win. I personally texted. I still doing it. I will vouch for you on that. In our in our private text thread with several of our friends around the country, you did articulate this last week. I will vouch for that. And and I warned that people like Matt Gates will be like thieves in the middle of the night. They're going to feel the pressure that they broke something. So they're going to want to really clamber to. All right. See, look, it was worth it. We did it done a week later. What do you care? They were at a session last week, which I agree with. But I was like, no, 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 buddy. You're not going to be like anyone's good. They're both. No. You're going to we felt we felt that the budget fight was more important that to win the budget fight than whoever speaker. And if he would betray us, then you would have a broad coalition for us to control the narrative and get someone more in line with who we wanted. You do this. Everyone will be like, all right, we have no leverage left. I just want to say I got rid of McCarthy. Well, really, buddy, Scalise is less articulate. He is obviously has a lot of health problems, walks around with N95. And I don't want to make fun of that. He's gone through a lot. But by now, even if you're an, you know, have health problems, you should know that that doesn't work. And that's very disturbing. I'm just going to say that, that that's the mentality there um, is not nearly as much of a fundraiser as Kevin McCarthy. So at least you, you don't have that aspect of the establishment, uh, the good side of it. Um, and And you don't have that arrangement that. We originally had that shared power, which won't necessarily be honored. I mean, this is stupid. So right now they're rushing it out to the floor. The schedule is in an hour because they want to blitz it before they have uh, ability to mobilize against it. Look, you guys broke it. Now you can't be in a rush to to fix it. We got to go another few days. And I would argue they should get a compromise candidate, someone like a Kevin Hearn, who now wants to run for majority leader because Scalise is supposedly moving up. They should not accept it. They should fight on. I didn't support this to begin with, but now it's stupid to give in for Scalise. Everything is stupid, Daniel. And if you ask for a plan or you present a plan, you're the you're a rhino, you're a rhino cuck. Everything, everything, yep. every day, it just stormed the Bastille. Emotion, reactionaryism, every day. Yeah. Every there's no nuance. There's no investigation. No. You you are you are denigrated for using your brain every single yep. freaking day. And I'm lo- and I've lost my patience with it. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I've I'm, I'm I don't have a lot of patience to begin with. I'm out of patience for all of it, frankly. You, you know, it, it says in the curses, and this was directed towards towards the Israelites. But it applies to all of Western civilization all over the curses in Deuteronomy, several places throughout the Bible that part of God's judgment is he will take away your counsel. You, you'll walk around feeling around in the darkness. OK, and that's what it is. Everyone is in the dark and to transpose into what's going on in, in Israel. You know, there's a million things. We don't have enough time to get into it. There's a million angles that touch on every aspect 
of our fight for civil civilization. There's obviously the the the, the millions of Islamic suicidal immigration we did front door and back door um, that we allowed it into the country that they're now dancing and shouting intifada and jihad uh, in our own cities. Um, there's obviously the border angle. There's the Second Amendment angle. But the biggest thing I want your listeners to understand is this. When you want to know the end result of Western civilization governments that vitiated the social compacts with their respective citizens, those areas around Gaza, that, that's what it is. That's what it looks like. That's what's coming to you. And I don't necessarily mean that Hamas or Hezbollah in America is coming for you, although that could be one of the options. It could be BLM. It could be Antifa. It could be some, something we haven't foreseen. But this is what happens in this part of God's judgment when people embrace stupidity. So God rewards you by giving you stupidity. What you want. So you have no yep. counsel. So the Israeli government and the Israeli military leadership they become so rotted out. And no, still, I haven't heard a good explanation. Other, it's God's judgment. Um, how in the world do, I mean, I don't know, three, 4,000 Hamas dudes get over, operate for like two days? I mean, this is like Rwanda type of stuff. You know, an intel failure is when one or two suicide bombers slip through. Or so that's an intel. This is not an intel failure. This is an operational failure beyond that. But, you know, so that's why some people on our side think it's a conspiracy. It can't be. But it's not a conspiracy. It's not either the Western oligarchs or Islamic jihad. They're both true. They're both problematic. They're both evil. And they tie together. Part of the reason why we are left open to external threats, be it China, be it our border, be it BLM, be it criminals let out, be it the Islamic Jihad uh, affiliates in Iran, is because we have retarded Western governments, Israel, America, Canada, Europe, all of them. And, 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 and now we see the consequences. This is real. This is real. This is what happens when a country violates its social compact. Uh, there's another uh, there, there's one point that I got to get across that people might miss. Every biblical Jew remembers August 2005. That was a date the first time in the history of civilization that a country's own military was used to to drag out its own citizens from its homeland, dig up the, they had to dig up the graves, every single one of them, dug up the graves. And there was a debate over whether to destroy the synagogues or let Hamas do it, and, and they ruled just to leave it, and Hamas destroyed it in three seconds. Um, they went out, and a lot of that was at the behest of our friend George W. Bush and Condoleezza Rice, and they uprooted them, these were the people that served as the buffer zone willingly by their mm -hmm. own government to live there. And they kicked them out and then they gave up control of the maritime and land, uh, you know, checkpoints. They just gave it all to them. And then immediately, as you remember, they started firing rockets. That's why we are where we are. That is the breakdown of a social compact. That's the anarcho tyranny. A lot of our side on the right has been focused on the tyranny side. So we're looking for the FBI is going to come and grab us. I believe that is a problem, but the anarchy side is is there too. How they rot us out to the point that the other enemies that are not a figment of 
the imagination of the CIA or, or the Mossad. I mean, Islamic Jihad does exist, but the main reason we're vulnerable to it is because the Western governments made us vulnerable to it. And Israel, of course, is the canary in the coal mine. So we've got just under two minutes. The Israelis, Netanyahu, uh, have said on in multiple forms and in multiple ways that what will transpire as a result of this attack is going to completely, dramatically reshape the Middle East. What do you think that means? You know, Netanyahu reminds me a lot of Trump. His reputation is like, yay big, but what he does operationally is the opposite. Um, a lot of it is he's been rotted out. I mean, the Biden administration ran a color revolution against him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of how they were caught flat-footed. And Hamas noted that that Israel's Israel's military leadership was starting to rebel against him. Um, there was a big problem there, and and that definitely had what to do with why they were so weak at this point. Um, I hope he's telling the truth, but there there's problems there, Steve. I mean, there's there's some s- serious problems there. Hamas is not a couple of people. It's a reflection of the people there. What needed to happen for years is rather than spending trillions of dollars funding their weapons, which is what every Western government did, they should have brought them into the Arab land, which is 540 times greater than Israel, and offered voluntary transfer out. Um, That is the only solution, because at this point, they have to destroy Gaza. I, I, I don't really see them doing that. I see... You know, there is some devastation there, but the pictures are exaggerated. They're not to scale. And then when it gets to a certain point, the Biden administration is going to handcuff them, which is why they're sending naval assets not to help Israel, but to impose a ceasefire. Um, God help us. I mean, it, it is it is bad. You know, Israel. Did we lose Daniel? The connection was bad. Oh. Well, we're towards the end of the show anyway. Let's go ahead. Doesn't sound like he's very optimistic, actually, that the the Israelis will respond in in in, in a way that he deems necessary. Let's get some reaction in the final two minutes we have. Todd, it reminds me uh, just in the last couple of days reading through Joshua in Deuteronomy for obvious reasons, but it reminds me. When um, God through Moses is talking about, you know, I'm going to punish the people in this land. And oh, by the way, it has nothing to do with how great you guys, God's chosen people are doing because and then he itemizes all the ways he's been disappointed by them. No, I'm punishing them because they are evil. And I think that speaks to Daniel's point. There's going to be. Uh, equivocation and find reasons to not make the main thing the main thing focus on that and that will indefinitely be a problem and it'll come to our doorstep sooner or later i don't know how you can't not do what needs to be done when it comes to hamas and retain any legitimacy of your government but then again we come to what daniel said that just stuck out like a sore thumb to me. In the West, we're a culture that doesn't want to live. Prove them wrong. Look at our birth rate. Look at our marriage rate. That's how a culture, that's the most basic way any culture sustains itself, is to pass itself on. That's the most basic function of any culture for sustainment, is to pass itself on. We're not doing that. 
The birth and marriage rates in Europe are even lower than they are here. The church attendance rate in Europe is even lower than it is here. It's in the single digits in every country in the UK. And forget it's, just it's the, under yeah. it's 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 about a third of Americans. And forget the fact the propagation the future but the here and now. What do you have a better gift that you are certain you don't deserve than your wife and your family? No. It is an absolute Other than my salvation, No. And we yeah. just got done talking about the commercial. The dude on sports. I can't wait to get my vasectomy so I can go to the weekend watch football. They, like you don't even want the greatest gift there is. You resent it on some level. But hey, we 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 did all this to make Steve Scalise the speaker. Hail Hydra. That's as good a way to end this as any. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.